Unsigned with Matt Wary. Unsigned with Matt Wary. Hi everyone, welcome to the Unsigned Podcast. This week I am joined by Lizzie Romaine. Yeah. And you still can't hear it. I know, I still can't hear it. <laughs> I should wear headphones to be honest. I mean, that would be the most like, you know, I'd it's be looking fine. the part then, wouldn't I? No, we 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 look the part anyway. Matching. Matching, sort of matching doing all right we definitely didn't coordinate by the way no <laughs> we're actually recording so this is the first section but we're recording this after the ocean floors because they've already been in we've already done our bit with them but now we're having a bit of time to ourselves and we can sort of recap no we, well, we won't recap will we because then this is going out first so what's the point in doing that but <laughs> essentially we're going to meet lizzie now because we've met ocean floors they were lovely guys weren't they they're so nice just really like down to earth just yeah. yeah really great really great so stay tuned so watch that in section two and three but how are you anyway yeah, really good. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm really excited to be like Islington Radio and yeah. Matt Wherry and Unsigned. It's just, yeah, it's great. So thank you so much. I'm glad you said, yeah, it was quite funny how we ended up sort of linking up because it was via Ocean Floors. It was actually via Ocean Floors. Which yeah. I didn't mention to them. No. Because it was Hamish. Yeah, we, we didn't even mention it. No. Basically, it's, they, they sent me a DM asking whether they could have an interview with me. And I'm on Hayes FM 91.8, but at the moment the studios are closed. So mm. all of what I do, I do pre-records from home because yeah. it's the only thing I can do. So they were asking for an interview and I was like, well, technically we can do an interview. Of course we can. I'm, I'm up for interviewing them. But the problem is, is at home I've got two very furry ragdoll cats. Right. <laughs> and I mean, they have zoomies, they run around, they just like make crazy yeah. noise. They jump up on our piano and it's just, it's just mental there. And I was just thinking... It just really isn't ideal. And I've got was, a similar thing with my cockapoo, to be honest. There you go. So you understand <laughs> the vibe. Like they start barking and you're doing your best bit and you're recording. And yeah. Then they mess it up for you. It is hard work. But, you know, we're here, we're doing this. And, you know, hopefully you'll be here a bit more often as well. So you've got, hopefully you've got the opportunity to use this place a bit as well. So that'll be good. Well, this is what they said. They were like, why, why don't you speak to Matt Wherry? He's on Islington Radio. And yeah, then all of a sudden you added me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And then, and you sent me a message and I was like, wow, this is so cool. It's so nice of them. I think the thing is what like like I've mentioned previously and like we've talked about off pod is that it's all about trying to help each other out. And obviously you're doing your presenting, I'm doing this, I'm doing the show, you've got your radio show. So it's not it's not a competitive thing. It's all about trying to help each other out. And that's what no. that's what I think the bands that I have spoken to in regards to doing the podcast and the radio show is that they're just happy to be a part of it. And I think if we're a little part of that journey as well. That's it. It's just so exciting. I yeah. think that's the most coolest thing about brand new music releases for me is you've been doing it about the same amount of time mm. now. So two two years, yeah, two, yeah. two to three years. And it's seeing those artists with their very first debut release mm. and they send it to you because they find you on some sort of social media account. Mm. And then you watch them grow. And, you know, there's bands now that I was supporting two years ago and now they're playing, you know, C-list slots at festivals this year. And yeah. it's, it's just genuinely so exciting just to see their progress and you know you might have caught a little bit of audio that they've you know I usually ask a lot of my artists for guidance or you know an introduction to their track yeah. and then answer a silly question pertaining to one of my crazy themes in my shows and it's just it's lovely to hear their voice and really get to know them and then you you see next step they're they're playing some massive sold out festival or yeah. gig or whatever it's just great to be part of that journey so you said about doing your you've had to work from home a lot doing your Haze FM sort of gig mm -hmm. yeah so how what do you use to record for for that like yeah. what is your um pre-record 
software. Yeah. So I've got I've got Shure Mic, I've got a Mixing Desk, and then just straight into the computer. Yeah. And then I use Adobe Audition to oh, record right. my audio on. Used to use Audacity, but upgraded. Yeah, Audacity. I could never get my head around that. I no. really struggled with it. No, nah, it's not my vibe. Audition is just so much easier. I taught myself how to use it. Yeah. Um, but then I go back into Adobe Premiere Pro mm-hmm. and then, then I, I edit it all together through there. So yeah, I, I, I'm using a lot of raw files, right. um, you know, for the show. So with the when the guys are doing iDents for you and girls are doing the iDents for you, how are they then sending those to you? Is that via like WeTransfer or something like that? Yeah, either WeTransfer or Dropbox or sometimes Disco, Dis, Distro, Disco. There's loads of different platforms. Yeah. It comes in various different forms. Sometimes they'll attach it to an email, but usually, obviously, it's it's um, they're quite big in yeah. size. So WeTransfer works just as easily. But the great thing about most musicians these days is they tend to have a, a microphone knocking around from yeah. lockdown <laughs> when you can go into a studio and record. So people will be doing it from home. So a lot of the time, a lot of artists will have a proper mic or if not, they can just record it on their phone. On our show, we have artists of the week and they do that. Yeah, literally just send us like a voice note on WhatsApp. Um, and then yeah, that comes over, we put a little mix on it. So every week we have a different one. It's always up on the website. Uh, if people want to go to that unsigned music.uk you can see our latest artists of the week we've also got you mentioned you've got your playlist as well that you put mm-hmm. up so you do yeah. that on spotify right i've got a spotify playlist yeah you can access that via my website which is www.lizzyremain.co.uk on spotify playlist it will take you straight to the top one is the one that you want and yeah um i update that sort of every two weeks or something right. like that depends on when i get my show out obviously i've got a day job i've got yeah. several day jobs that i juggle at the moment so you know very very occasionally if i'm going on holiday or whatever sometimes it'll be updated every three weeks you mm. know i've got to kind it of is difficult work to around social life it? as you know it is difficult i mean with the with, with doing the doing the podcast doing the radio show trying to update um, yeah, like you know, Spotify playlist, trying to run events and stuff. There is, there's only so much time in the day, and when you've got everything else going on, like the real world, it is difficult to balance it all this out. This is it, you know. And if you've got like a 30th birthday party or whatever coming up, you know, you're always going to have to occasionally prioritise, you yeah. know, social events and things over the radio show. Is there a 30th birthday party coming up? <laughs> there's <laughs> lots quite of, specific. There's, no, there's <laughs> lots of 30th birthday parties coming up, right. so uh, I'm not giving away my age here much. Um, but yeah, I've got. <laughs> lots of friends that are turning 30 we've already established moment, i'm so. a lot older than most of the people that are coming on this podcast already <laughs> do you know what i mean like i was chatting to a few of the guys um like off pod and stuff and it's like yeah they're all like you know mid-20s and stuff like that but it, there's someone that i've listened to quite a bit cairo cole and he's uh is a rapper and he's one of his songs is dreams never die and he said on there that it doesn't matter how old you are doesn't matter what you've been up to it's about trying to achieve your dreams no matter how old you are and i think that you know that's that's what i'm keeping in my head anyway (laughs) i've got a great track actually from my show this week so i'm not plugging my show specifically on this i'm actually plugging the track i'm actually plugging the track it's by interlopers and it's called rainbow's end and it's basically talking about if you never try and go for your goal Mm rainbow's end you imagine the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow yeah you're never going to know whether you're going to get there or not you have to try yeah. and enjoy the journey getting there because otherwise you don't know what's going to happen mm. and it's one of those songs it kind of sounds a little bit like um don henley uh, the boys of summer mm-hmm. like quite 80s oh, vibes oh really oh, I've got yeah to listen to that. it's really nice and like oh i've got it stuck in my head again now it's <laughs> whirling round and round <laughs> but it's just a really good feel-good track yeah and it really spoke to me this week so yeah you've got to listen to that one. I will definitely yeah, yeah you've got to send me that mm-hmm. I think the whole f- 
whole point of well, me doing this show and it's all about yeah trying to forge a different sort of path for yourself isn't it mm, it is you have to and the thing is like you know when I first started out presenting Christ I listened back to my very first Hayes FM radio show which was back in I think it was February 2019 right no it was just after lockdown happened no, just before lockdown. It was February 2020. That was my very first one. I listened back. Yeah. And you know what it's like when you very first put yourself in front of the microphone. Mm. You start talking like you think a presenter. I can't even do it now. But <laughs> you, you try and talk like you think a presenter yeah. should talk about. And it actually takes time, even though you know that you can talk normally, mm. to take a step back and actually just be really natural. And it yeah. just so happens that you've got a microphone in front of you. It's difficult you know? to know what the right thing to do, especially in the early days, isn't it? Because it I is. used to I used to plan so much of my show. So I would do, I started out on hospital radio years and years ago, and I um I say years and years ago, it's like six seven years ago. Did hospital radio for a while, but because I didn't understand the technology, and because the people that I was sort of working with didn't understand the technology, I would literally have to press. I I would align all of the songs I was going to have right. And then I would press go, similar to what we do on the podcast. You press go and hope for the best, basically. And any missed link, any song sort of tripping out, whatever, would then go out live. But it was a pre, it was pre-recorded, mm. so but it was fifty-seven and a half minutes of uh, of me doing like a live show that would then go out later down the line. But because I was so panicked about screwing up, I would literally write almost like a script of what I was going to say in every in everything, every bit. And it, it was, I, yeah, if I was, go, I don't think I could ever go back and listen to them. But if I did, I think I'd be a little bit like blimey. But it's taking that step back, really. And I just used really... to script myself as well. Yeah. And it is horrible. It is yeah. so horrible. And I had one of my best friends, she said to me, I can hear that you're reading it. Right. And she was like, you just, you need to get off of the script. This is one of my best friends. Mm. And at the time I was like, yeah, like, because, yeah. but. It was constructive. Same, it was it was a very quick yowch because I was like, actually, this is constructive criticism that I need to progress, and yeah. I, above anything else, I want to progress. Yeah. So you telling me something like this yowch hurts for like two seconds. Right. Okay. Cool. Mm. Bye bye scripts. And I haven't used a script probably ever since. And you know, it's but it's it's mental listening back, and and it's taken so much of me not to go back and just delete all of them. Yeah. But I've left them there because I just think if there's another presenter out there that's just starting out mm. go back and listen to my first ones they were terrible they were really bad but I've left them there on purpose yeah. because it shows you how much you can progress mm -hmm. and I think it's the same for artists you know a lot of them they try and like delete their first songs or you know like their, the last song that they released is their favourite yeah. song you know, and they'll always look back at the very first one and be like, oh, no, that was rubbish. Yeah. It's not rubbish. It's just you've progressed since. You've got to develop you know? over time, don't you? You develop over time. You learn different things to make it sound better. Like talking from a presenting, I'm not, I'm nowhere near a musician, so I can't comment on that front. But from a presenting perspective, yeah, trying to be as natural as you possibly can. Hit the thing. <laughs> See? Yeah, keep the mistakes in, right? It makes it more natural. Um, yeah, being as natural as you possibly can, because I think that's the bit where the audience actually can then relate to you more. If you're literally just like, and next coming up we have Little Mix with, it's like nothing there. Whereas if you're like talking to someone about something that happened, that can they can relate to you. It makes it so much more personal. 
It does, yeah. And it's just it's just the progress, isn't it? And I think, mm. you know, you're always, even when you look back on something, because even doing TV podcasts is a lot different than just being in front of the mic. Yeah. You have to worry about what your face is doing. And it's, I keep worrying about what this hand's doing. Yeah. So I'm like, up, down. <laughs> it's the rings as well. <laughs> <laughs> Start playing the drums on the table. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's it's crazy amount of stuff to think about, mm. which you wouldn't think that you would have to think about it until you start doing presenting. No, it's true. I mean, there are uh, one thing for me, and I mentioned this to Rob last week or the other week, was I was always worried about, because I usually wear a hat. So a lot, a lot of social media stuff, I wear my hat because it's just one of those things I sort of feel comfortable in. But I was like, no, come on, we're doing this. I can't have a hat on every week. I'm just going to go for it. And so it's just one of those things about being more comfortable in your skin. Because like you say, when you're sitting at home, pre-recording uh, like whatever it is a show a podcast whatever it is you're high you're in your you could be in your pajamas can't you it doesn't mm. really matter no one's gonna oh, see I edit it always in my pajamas <laughs> I, I honestly like any show that goes out of mine yeah imagine me sat there with no makeup on my hair messy probably hasn't been washed for two days doing a show in my pajamas all day that's it there you go that's it thursdays from when <laughs> yeah i should just i, I should uh, yeah i should just record it like that sometime shouldn't i just to throw it out there. I think, do you have like a set time that you record your show every week? Because you said you pre-record it, right? You've got to put it around depends, normal depends. life. Yeah, you have just to when you've got fit time it around to my it. schedule, yeah. yeah. just depends on when I'm working. What you should look at, we've I use, because um, with my show, it goes out on Islington Radio, it goes out on Radio Extra, Total Excess, and Radio Chelmsford to come back as well, so it's going out on there as well. Um, I don't think I've missed anyone, but we go, it goes out on quite a few stations. So I pre-record mine um, like on a Friday or something like that. And then it then gets sent out to all different radio stations for them to play on the Sunday and uh, play it live is what I use. And it's a okay. really good, it's a really good system where you can load all your tracks in and you can select which tracks you're going to have. You can manage it all on a sort of database sort of thing. And you can go through and you can just do your voice links every okay. like. Do, so then it's all there for it's you. It's a bit like voice tracking then. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. But okay. it's, cheap and cheerful mm. and it does the job and it is pretty good and it's like what I the way in which I do my um I do my show and then obviously I oh, well the prep always takes longer than the show because although <laughs> my show isn't scripted but obviously the way in which I do it on Unsigned Music UK is there's a submit your music sort of tab and then you go on there and you fill in all your details you upload your track you upload the artwork and then that then puts in a little database for me because I'm a spreadsheet geek and it puts it all on there for me. And then I've got bits of key information from the artists about where the, who they are, where they're from, who's in the band, what the track's about, stuff like that. So it makes it quite easy for me to have a little read through that a couple of days before and pick out a few bits. I go, right, cool, I can mention that, I can mention that. That's as far as my prep really goes now. Because I think you can get yourself into a bit of a rabbit hole and yeah. be like, I need to go, right, cool. So I need to mention this, need to mention this, need to mention this. And if you're doing a voice link in a pre-recorded show, Obviously, we wish we could do everything live, but live. But it's just one of those things that you know, life takes over, and it's very difficult to do this live all the time. One day, maybe. Mm, yeah, one, one day. day maybe. I feel like doing pre-records it does set you up well for being live because yeah. it's the same as this. Mm. Is it? Yes, it's pre-recorded. I mean, like minimal editing goes into this, and then it goes out. Minimal. Yeah, it is minimal. No, not in, but but in in just a, a good way, just in a very whole, natural yeah, way. Exactly. That's what I mean. Not yeah. not. Yeah, you do no editing, no, Matt. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> scrimping on, <laughs> on your content. No, 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 no. It's just it's the natural vibe approach as well. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what. That's you know. when we were um, when we met up with the lads earlier. Um, you'll see this later when we were having a chat with them. I said like the whole. They were like, oh, what can we say? What can't we say? And I was like, 
you can say whatever you want. As long as you know it's going on YouTube, it's going on all streaming platforms, you can say whatever you want. I'm not going to hold you back. Like, if you want to, you know, you swear on it or whatever, I don't care. You just got to realise that whatever you say is going to be out there. So, you know, this is always like the peak behind the curtain. I want people to relax. I want it to be as live as possible. I want the watchers and the listeners to know that we're not sitting here scripting. Yeah, I've got some mm. notes here about, okay, cool. So I need to mention about X, Y, and Z when we're going through it with the guys. Yeah, things like that. But Or latest tracks that are coming through. Or a bit of trivia about where listeners may be from. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Little bits, You're little not going to remember all of that in your no, head. No, of course not. We're talking for an hour and a half on, the, on no these pods. No one's going to remember that. No, exactly. So yeah. like if, we're doing, if we were doing a, like a proper show... Me and you presenting a live show on Hayes or Islington or whatever. It'd be a case that we would have that producer there prepping all that stuff for us. Mm-hmm. But when we're, you know, at the, not bottom of the food chain, but when we're sort of working our way up, you have to do all that work yourself. Mm-hmm. So it is very difficult. If you're like a budding presenter or want to get into it in any way, you know, you can DM either of us and ask about how to mm, get into it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it is it is difficult to sort of try and find your feet with it and know what you can, what you should and shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. I think there is an element of prep you have to do, but you don't want to then get to the point where it is like, like you said earlier about scripting all the way through. It's just, it sounds awful. It just, just, I mean, it is, it was a way to get started. Yeah. Um, and that's what I see it as, you yeah. know, but you just, you can't moving forward. You have to just have bullet points and just yeah. things that you can look down on and go, oh, okay. Yeah. That triggers my prep that I did earlier, you know, school mention the school or something. Then yeah. you go, oh, okay, they all went to Islington Primary School together or whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know? it, it's um, it, it does come with. It, the more you do it, the better you become. And I know that's a real cliche, but it is true. I think that if I was to go, but I haven't got when I. So I started out on, like I said, I started on hospital radio like six, seven years ago, whatever it was. Then I've been on Chumpsford and Southend for the last couple of years. They're very branded, and now I'm obviously on the stations I mentioned a bit earlier on. But I think that I've got into my own, you get your own style and you mm. get your own rhythm. And I think people know when you're just freshing out voice links or whatever it is. I think that people can see behind, can see through it. If you've got regular listeners, yeah. they know when you're, they probably even know when you're on a good day or on a bad day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I sort of want to have this personal relationship with the viewers and the listeners of this, because I won't lie to you. I've had a shit day today. I've had, I won't go into it in too much detail. You'll know on my socials if you follow me while it was a shit day. But, you know, I want that to ring true. I don't want it to be a case of, hi, I'm man. This is what, it's not like that. This is real. This is who we are. This is what we do. Um, and, you know, we've all got our own lives out of this. And it's it's one of those things that I mentioned it on the pod last week about being a part of a mental health group and how much that's helped me. And, uh, and again, I'm wearing, I mentioned it a bit earlier on, but that's why I wore this t-shirt for so happy in town. It's all about, you know, it's real, it's real stuff. We're not just, you know, DJs or whatever it is behind a microphone who hasn't got real shit going on. It's important that people not have to see everything that's going on because as you can tell, I can talk forever, but, um, it's about seeing the real you as opposed to the caricature of you on radio. Yeah. And I hate that. That's why I've tried to really like come back from but the cool thing is about doing something like Hayes FM or you know any community radio station is because you are your own well I'm my own presenter and producer Mm. I haven't got anyone telling me what I need to do and what I need to sound like so my shows are quite they're quite different you know like I have a show theme sometimes it can be quite normal like 
a few six weeks ago I did like the Glastonbury Emerging Talent Competition edition so that was based on a lot of the artists that were being put forward to play at Glastonbury so that show was pretty normal but then I've done like the fruit smoothie edition which is you know completely random and then I'll have like five questions that I'll ask to my artists um like if you were a fruit smoothie what flavors would you be or something stupid right really daft stupid questions but why I put that in my show is one, I get them to introduce themselves. B, I then get them to talk a little bit about their latest release, which I then play after the spiel. And then thirdly, then I ask them a really daft question, really, really stupid and idiotic. But it brings the personality out of them. It makes them relax. It makes them laugh. It makes them joke if they've got a couple of people that are recording the audio together, you know, two band members, three band members. It makes them relax. And the other cool thing about it is it makes them memorable as well. You know, if they have a really funny answer, answer like I think I did the fruit smoothie edition snog marry avoid so I said you know what fruit would you snog what would you marry and what would you avoid so I had people saying I'd snog a peach you know just ridiculous stupid stupid I know it's stupid but it also works really well for the show yeah you know so my shows are very niche but would I have that sort of vibe of show if I had a producer telling me what to do I don't know. No, you wouldn't. I think Probably not. That's the beauty of what we do, though, I think, because I've got a very similar thing with my show. My show is what it is. You can basically take it or leave it. It's, it's one of those things that I've now got the creative sort of license to do, not you know, not anything I want, but up to a certain point. I know that my show is going out on multiple radio stations, so I need to obviously be mindful of that. So I'm just putting the tablet down because it was um, running out of battery. Um, yeah, I have to be mindful about what I am playing, obviously, but there were times when I've presented the show in the past when it was in a different format. It's like, oh, yeah, we need to potentially have stuff a bit more middle of the road or it has to be stuff from quite local to where the radio stations were, which is completely understandable and fine because mm-hmm. our show going out on a Saturday or a Sunday with someone washing their car, they probably don't want heavy metal blasting out of the speakers from someone in Wales or something. But the beauty of them, what I do now is I have that creative license to... I like playing lots of different genres. I don't have... One genre, I go, I'm only playing that because of that's what I like. I like a lot of stuff. Like, we were talking off pod earlier. Same, yeah. I, I like, you know, when I was growing up, I liked 80s stuff. I think that's down to my dad mainly, to be quite honest. But loved a load of 80s stuff. But then I like new metal and I loved, like, Linkin Park and, like, people like that. And going into, I loved dubstep. Like, I loved absolutely everything. Indie or, like, goes without saying. Kook's album, I think I've, like, played that a million times. And I, like, with Naive and stuff. And it's just, it... You've got so much, so many genres out there. I feel like it's a, it's a, it was a shame for me to sort of rein it into a certain thing or middle of the road stuff because now the amount of stuff I get now that I probably wouldn't have been able to play on in the earlier days, it's quite, it's quite nice to have that freedom now. And again, with a producer, would I be able to do that? Probably not. I feel like you're talking like you're like. Yeah, exact. It's exactly the Preaching same. Preaching to the me. choir. Yeah, no, no, but it's exactly the same because I love pop music. I love indie rock. I grew up on a lot of rock music. Yeah. My dad used to play and things like that. And I sometimes do an EDM mix in the summer because nice. I love D and B. So you know, it's so nice to be able to switch up the genres and not yeah. just be like, oh, I'm an. Uh, it's it's uh, you know, obviously it's fine if you just present indie music. It's probably better for your USP just to be like, hi, I'm Lizzie yeah, and probably. I yeah, maybe, and I'm yeah. an indie presenter i get yeah. that but i just can't do it do you know what i can't give up the I, other yeah there's the other a, genres. someone that, that i've been playing someone called swiss do you know swiss freddie if you're listening 
your quality mate you know you know i love you a lot right I'll check you out <laughs> he's seriously he's fantastic he's just been uh, just done a remix of clean bandit and they've just reposted it online and stuff so he's like blowing up and he's, he's fantastic i'd love to get him on here but he's based out in Doha, i think so he's like oh, wow miles away um but yeah, hopefully get to <laughs> yeah i'll come out mate you uh, sort us out <laughs> uh, we'll do a road trip um but yeah he's fantastic and he plays like you know house and stuff like that and he's a like a dj and it, it, some of his music is fantastic but I w- again it's like i'll play that and then i'll play like grace calver who's very indie and like a solo artist and that and then we'll move into someone like the Ballatinos, and they're and they're like a like an alternative rock band and it's it's nice having that variety there so mm. it is so if you're an unsigned band or artist you whatever genre you are mm we will play your music you know mm. you get it will get um cheers manish <laughs> you get you just basically upload your music unsignmusic.uk we'll play you on the radio after a bit of a review and stuff but yeah we're not we're not limited to genres all we ask is that obviously you know swearing through the track it's got to be a radio mm-hmm. friendly edit but other than that good to crack on yeah this is it yeah because i've even started doing a little bit of r&b because i realized that you know, I kind of wanted to have all populations able to sort of apply and, you know, be on the show. And mm. I just felt as though I wanted to try and branch out into a genre that maybe I wasn't quite so au fait with. Yeah. That I hadn't really listened to quite so much, but I was willing to sort of branch out. So yeah. that I, I've also, you know, in the last year, I've kind of managed to bring in a bit of R&B and a bit of rap music as well. Yeah. Again, as long as it's radio friendly. Yeah, of course. That's yeah. the only thing, you know, as long as there was like a radio edit. When people upload music to you, how do they do that? Do they do that via WeTransfer and stuff? Yeah, they can do. Yeah, they can either send it via email or WeTransfer or even just a Spotify link if they're on Spotify or SoundCloud, um, you know, just anywhere like that. But what usually happens is... I get I get a lot of music come through via email and I just I basically find them all on Spotify and I upload them all onto a review list. Mm. And then every two weeks or whenever I'm looking to then do another set list, mm-hmm. I go through the review list. Sometimes there can be 200 tracks, yeah. but I do listen to every. I can honestly say I listen to every single track that comes my way. Yeah, yeah. And I can I'm proud of that because I do I, I don't just look at the art or I look at the amount of followers they have and just write them off. I always listen to the track. It's the best way to be. Yeah. And, you know, I try not to listen after... I I try and listen to the track without having looked on the profile. Mm. So I'm literally just listening to the track and I'm taking it as the track. As it is, yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to be biased by the amount of followers they've got or the amount of streams they've had. Mm. I just want to listen to the track and I just want to judge it that way. I think that's definitely the best way to do it. And I think the artists appreciate that more as well. Yeah. And it's great. You know, you do get a really big variety of tracks come your way. Yeah. It's, It's pretty cool. So before we get Ocean Floors in, have you got, could you tell everyone your socials and how they can find you? Yep, so probably best is my website, which is www.lizzyromaine.co.uk. Um, or I'm on Instagram, which is just Lizzie Romaine, or Twitter, I think it's Lizzie underscore Romaine. Um, but you can catch all of them via my website, which is probably the easiest way to. We'll, to put, grab a dis- me. we'll put it in the description of the video and the audio as well. Um, what have I got to mention? Well, I was going to mention our gig, but that's happening on Thursday. So by the time this goes out, it would have happened already. Um, we are looking to get some more events running um so if you guys want to get involved with those go to our website unsignmusic.uk forward slash events but i think it is now time to get the ocean floors in although if you were watching or listening to the first bit you know that was has already happened but <laughs> let's get the boys in. but as if by magic here they come <laughs> we'll see you in the next section
Hi guys, welcome to the Unsigned Podcast. One of our partners is Mates, which is mental health awareness through educational speaking. I'm lucky enough to be an ambassador for Mates. Um, If you want to go to their website, if you want any support or any information about what they do, it's weareyourmates.com. They're a peer-to-peer support group and uh, they're based in Chelmsford in Essex. They do walks and talks, but they've got a Facebook group as well. So that is a shout out for Mates, weareyourmates.com for more information. Hi everyone, welcome to the second section. We are joined by Ocean Floors. Who's that? Thank you. Is it weird to clap for ourselves? It is a bit. Well, you can't hear it, but you've got a big clap then, you can't hear it. Overdub it. (laughs) No, it's on there. Oh, Oh, there you go. That's the whole point. Should have all the headphones. (laughs) (laughs) They're there. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. How are you doing, Matthew? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I love how you went with Matthew there. Mm. Yeah, and I feel like I, that shocked it's me. Fi- a it's bit. getting official, isn't it? I feel like I was getting told off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> Jesus. Get <Right>. strapped in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but I'm glad you're all here to watch it. <laughs> I'm also joined by Lizzie as well. How are you? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. All happy to be here. I'm delighted to be here today. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Right. So the first time we spoke, it wasn't actually with your good self, Sean. It was with you. You weren't invited, Sean. No, no, you were, but I'm sure you were busy. But we also had you and Hamish. And it was in the days of when I was on Radio South End, mm-hmm. which has now become Forever Hits, I think. But basically, we had uh, an interview talking about Hologram. Yeah. Which was released when? Oh, September last year, I believe. And that's why it's good to have Sean on the podcast. <laughs> 2021. Yes, thank you. Because I checked Spotify earlier. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I, did. I checked Spotify earlier as well, right? And you have got 54 listeners in Mexico City. Really? Wow. That's, that's pretty random. Bit of a South American. I know we've got a few listeners out in Brazil, so I think a South American tour's on the cards. Do you know what, what that what, what, to get 54 people in one room? Worth it. Yeah. yeah, we won't break even, but yeah. maybe we can get them to like crowdfund the flights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Why we'll not? Get some pretty pictures at yeah, least. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I've got Mexico City, Chicago, LA, and Dublin. That was, I apologize. That was a terrible, tri- that was a terrible try. The accent. Wow. I mean, Dublin, you could get up to pretty easy. I, I think yeah. we could do an Irish tour, to yeah. be fair. Last time I looked, it was Rotherham, Scunthorpe and Canvey Island. So yeah. uh, Go on, We're moving up on the world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I checked today. So I, I had a little look today and there you go. You're doing well in Mexico City. I, I do wonder who those people are, though, like in South America and Chicago. Mm. I don't know. Maybe no. they're bots on Where Facebook. They found us, yeah. No, don't do that. <laughs> no, have you got any relatives out there? Have you got any Mexican origin or... I mean, I've you got know? American origin, but not go. in that Maybe. part of the world. They got mates people over there. talk, you know. Yeah. People talk. People talk. And you're also yeah. on quite a few playlists on Spotify as well, aren't you? So people would have discovered you that way. It's definitely a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, yeah, here and there, people hear about us through pod, uh, pod, podcast playlists. Well, they're going to hear us through podcast now. Yeah. Well, we hope yeah. so. Yeah. Quite a good point. We hope so. Do you want to introduce who does what in the band then? So if people are brand new to Ocean Floors, who does what in the band? So for those that aren't here, Alex and Hamish. Yep. Alex is our Sticksman, our drummer. Sticksman. I've not heard of it. <laughs> Have <laughs> you? that before, no. Interesting. Uh, and then Hamish is our guitarist. He's also... Stepping up to the vocals as well. So uh, he sings on our most recent single, Keep It Cool. Right. And uh, he also sang on Touching Down. So it used to be me uh, just singing on everything, but now yeah. he's still in the limelight and, um, yeah, doing a bit of that as well. How does that make you feel as a lead? You know what? It's actually nice oh, because good. during the set, I can actually have a bit of a breather. Right. And then have some water. Yeah, take exactly. Because, like, half the time, my voice ends up sort of going a little bit right. halfway through the set. Uh, and he's got a bit of a sort of deeper sort of voice to me so it gives a bit of a different dynamic as well yeah 
But um, yeah, I'm, I play bass and and sing, and then Sean. Hey, well, give yourself some credit. You do a little bit more live, don't you? Well, yeah, a little bit. I think if you yeah well. If you saw us on our lives there, Callum is selling himself a bit short. He plays bass, obviously does, he sings as a front man. Uh, he also does dive onto the guitar and, and as recently, diving onto my keyboards as I'm well. a bit of a puppet, really. Wow. Yeah, he's doing a lot. He's getting on your keyboards. What are you doing then? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Dancing. Oh, never, mate. <laughs> I'm, selling the I'm selling the merchandise. <laughs> I'm doing an awful job at selling the merchandise as well. well. Sean is the absolute octopus of the band, so like he'll be on keys, he'll be on bass. And yeah. uh, Sean, I know you don't really like to hear it, but you do oh, come no. up with the majority, the ideas for the songs that we release. I paid so. him to say that. Yeah. <laughs> How um, does that work then? If you guys, are, when you guys are writing, so we were talking a little bit earlier and you, uh, some of you are based in London, some in Essex. How does it work with the writing process? Well, only a few of us have moved to London recently. So Alex right. moved to London, maybe back in the last year, you moved to London, similar time really. Yeah. Um, Hamish and I are still out in Essex. Um, it's kind of changed over the years, like how we actually go about writing songs. We used to all sort of like be in a room together, jam on ideas yeah. and go off that way. But I think as times have changed, I think like as we kind of have like less and less time together and less free time, we have to kind of go off demos. And yeah, I know a lot of the times we sort of go off the demos that I, I kind of put together. Um, I put together a load of stuff on Logic, put it to the group and be like, oh, what do you think of this? And then we sort of get together and flesh it out and come up with different melodies and different sections. So that's how we sort of go about the songwriting process at the minute. Oh, so right. Fair enough. Do you like record stems and send them to each other and say, how's this bit? Or It's only me that really... Yeah, Sean's a catalyst. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was some sort of weird, but also good sort of like demo, which mm -hmm. might have the sort of like the odd sample that you've miraculously found and manipulated in some way. Right. And then we'll sort of, you know, listen to it in a room and then I'll sing some bullshit vocals over it in a, <laughs> in a, in a, in a melody that I think works well. And yeah. then Hamish will then... <laughs> sort of be there sort of trying to understand what I'm trying to say he's and a translator then, and then well. Hamish wow. will then sort of work with the lyrics and the lyricist because mm -hmm. there's, there's so cool. certain sounds on there's certain, sometimes I think you know if I find a good melody it has to be like an E or have to be an ooh sound mm -hmm. so then <laughs> Hamish is sort of like trying to play dot to dot with like find the actual words that match those sounds. sounds yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. Like we've, we've all sort of like come into our own when it comes to the roles in the bands like I think you just sound about Hamish about almost being your translator when it comes to <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah um, Hamish has really come into his own with writing the lyrics like he's really I, I wouldn't know what kind of style I would say that he is but he really he really has a way of being able to capture an imagination and being able to capture sort of like a different world to go to yeah um, yeah he's definitely a way with he has his way of words um, very well very well read man what's Speaking of words, I think he's the person I always speak to on social media as well, yeah, so isn't he? Yeah, correct. So <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I think it's lovely. I just, I've spoken to Hamish more than I've spoken to you guys. Yeah. And yeah no. I know, it's such a disappointment. <laughs> <it>? <laughs> not at all, not at all. No, it's great. But clearly he's got away with words because he, yeah. he must be doing all the out, does he do all the outreach as well and the sort of the promo and... We sort the emails. of split it a bit. But, yeah, you know. it's sort of Hamish and Alex, and then they sort of like the they write the initial stuff, and then we sort of come in and like tidy it up really, and oh, like if we need to make any changes. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. but I guess like I'm sort of back to the roles. Like Hamish is really sort of taking it upon himself to sort of be like that, but I'm a bit of a kid in a candy shop, right? Or a sweet shop, not American. <laughs> um, <laughs> My kids do that all the time. They were moaning at me the other day about. Um, 
Candy floss. What's it in America? Cotton candy. Cotton yeah. Candy. Yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. oh, come on. It's too much yeah. YouTube, I think. But I was going to say, like, Alex is like the legit logician of the band. So, like, mm, you know, right. if if I'm thinking, oh, this needs to go there, this needs to go there, Alex is very good at sort of knowing... Calming you down. Yeah. yeah and right. also, like, knowing, like, what's going to be, like, a great set list and mm-hmm. sort of understanding, like, what's right, what goes too far, what doesn't, and, and whatnot. So... We tend to work all right together, don't we? Yeah, we definitely have, like, yeah, we've got roles and we work well off each other. Like, I think we bounce well off each other. Yeah. We've been doing this for a long time, so I think by now we would have figured out if this was working or not. Well, a lot of you have been together since school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hamish and I went to school together. We went to secondary school. That's how we met. And then met Alex through a mutual friend, and then we've known each other since we were kids. Yeah, me and Sean live down, well, technically the same road. Yeah. Technically. Or next road. <laughs> it was going to be my question. It's a, actually. It's a road. Yeah. It's a road. Yeah, it's <laughs> a road. Yeah, yeah. Good point. It was going to be my question actually, because in your latest music video, you guys literally just look like you're having a laugh, like mm. old mates. And I was going to say, was it music that brought you guys together, or was it the other way around, and your friends first and then music? But you've just answered that. But yeah, I mean, Hamish and I, like, we we went we were in secondary school together. We we kind of like hung around similar groups but we weren't like close friends until we sort of like started putting a band together um and we started playing music together when we were about 15 i think um we got put together to play some tunes for a parents night at school have you got Uh, video footage no unfortunately not i would love to have seen that you remember the tunes you played we played all along the watchtower we played a few like Jimi hendrix tunes and like an arctic monkeys tune like we had a couple i bet you thought you were sick we honestly, it probably sounded terrible. But <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Yeah, I mean, somewhere. I mean, like year seven emission rates were an all time low that <laughs> next year after they saw us in the music department. Um, My son or daughter will not be going to Anglo European not to the school. Not one bit. You see that ginger guy? Never a chance. <laughs> He's going to be listening to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, we um, yeah. So we we just started slowly putting together a band. Like we had a few. Uh, schoolmates that we started a band with we had a guy called harry russell who started out on the bass for us um jens who was our original singer um a few things sort of like happened they sort of like moved on and everything that sounded really sketchy but i said a few things happened (laughs) you fight him sure life happens yeah life happens life happens what was Um, the name of your band then was it a different name we're called the shermans yeah the shermans Yeah. yeah is that after natty professor no, I think no. Uh, isn't that Hamish is. Or is it, I don't know if he's your it's guitar it's teacher Hamish as well. Guitar teacher, Mr. Sherman. Yeah, and we appreciate. Right. I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we had some. We had some. We had some fun times, didn't we? As Doing Sher- some tragic gigs. Yeah, we've had I some think. fun times as the Shermans. Less so as Ocean Floors. Well, I'm joking. Come on, I'm joking. <laughs> I was going to say, blimey, that's it. That went south, didn't it? I'm joking. Yeah. This is your opportunity Bloody to hell. sell yourself. This is, this yeah. is. But I, think, I feel like we started to write better tunes and, you know, it, it got to the position where, like, Sean was ambidextrous, you know, he could play keys, guitar, you know, I picked up the bass and, mm. you know, we started to find a bit of a rhythm with our songwriting. So right. we're like, mm. why don't we do a bit of a rebrand and, and you know, think of a new name. So, um that was fun. Yeah, that took about a thousand WhatsApp messages. Yeah. But um, yeah, where did that come from then? Why Ocean Floors? Nothing. <laughs> we had loads of names. We were, we were like, was it Camino? Um, yeah, glass isn't balloons. Cam- or something. Isn't that what? <laughs> glass balloons. Camino, isn't that something you use for a wee in the night if you're old? Probably is. <laughs> Probably sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just a, it's a type of car. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Right. So then I, I started playing around with like like words that were sort of 
a play on each other. So I was like, yep. instead of ocean floors spelt the right way, why don't yeah, we do yeah. F-L-A-W-S? Is and, that, and everyone else was like, not sure. But then we had loads of other ideas. And then we're like, went back to that. ocean floors. Would we, you say you're particularly a fan of oceans and eco Yeah, I was going to say, is it, yeah, is it something to do with the environment? Or is it just a nice name? I've got a funny thing about this, right? If, so, if I, our PR heads are on right now... Yes, absolutely. It was all for Save environment. the turtles. Well, you know, I, yeah, I, I actually, yeah. Yeah. I actually went for a job interview, and uh, the person that interviewed me like looked at my CV, yeah, and um, was like, "Oh, so um, tell me about this sort of you know sustainability project that you're involved with, uh, ocean <laughs> floors." And then um, there was like two people like interviewing, and I was like, "Oh no, that's like that's the band I'm in." Yeah, and then his mate. His colleague literally just pissed himself <laughs> because like, he realised really that he just didn't read it properly. <laughs> he still got the job, so yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah well, with um, jobs and balancing like nine to fives, so how do you guys find that then? If you're obviously, you know, as we all do, we all have our nine to fives and trying to balance this passion project, is the word you used earlier on. How do you guys find that? It's pretty challenging, I imagine. It can be, can't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it definitely can be. Like we're all we're all having our own careers. Like Alex is a a journalist a sports journalist for the independent so he's got he's working ridiculous hours because he mm. he mainly works on um combat sports so he reports oh, wow. on boxing mma most of the fights are in las vegas so he's up till the early hours of the morning reporting yeah, and yeah. stuff. so his sleep schedule's all over the place it means right. we can do stuff during the day when it gets to the evening you know, yeah it can be our night owl you know yeah, exactly but um yeah it can be a bit challenging but i think we're trying to make the most of it like we put time aside for each other to get together and do stuff yeah and i think like we've realized that you can't just sort of sit there and wait for things to happen mm -hmm. if, if you want a band to work so you know with with all the jobs that we have you know we we take our own income and invest it into the band every yeah. single month to to pay for things like whether it be marketing whether it be for you know i don't know hosting the website like there's so many little things that mm. sort of add up to yeah. a large amount that i think a lot of people just don't even realize you know would it yeah. ever get to the stage where you're like okay now we need to take the leap and we need to make this our full-time project because isn't that where a lot of bands actually end up splitting up because there's someone that's in a job that just either doesn't want to take the leap or can't take the leap mm. would it ever get to that stage where you know, you guys have to kind of make that decision to just fully push the band and that's it? Or is that a decision or something that hasn't come up in conversation yet? I think it's more circumstantial for where the band is. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I, th I think it's quite naive to sort of like drop everything of a band and to be like, well, everything's going to ride on this. I think we've always kind of had it in our heads that if we got to a, a place in the band where it was kind of taking over more than our nine to five job, exactly, then we would then go, okay, we need to have a serious conversation about this. But also we're, we're in a world where, you know, you play a gig for a promoter and, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but you, you, you know, you sell tickets for 10 pounds and you get two pounds back for for you know that the whole point here is that if you know if you're going to have to quit your job and we're using that income to fund this thing yeah you know the end game is for this to be a self-sustaining you know well, it's project. a business isn't it yeah. well, it has to get yeah, to that absolutely. point where you exactly. guys are making profit out of it yeah exactly so absolutely. you know the ha we have to we have to be sensible and think you know would we be better off still funding it yeah from our current means um versus just sort of saying you know we're going to go at it full time with nothing 
Yeah. I, I think that's similar to us though as well, right? Because like mm-hmm. we're both in a position where we're having to do our nine to five jobs, but we've got our our passion projects, and we're obviously we're doing both doing our own radio shows and obviously doing this podcast among other things. So yeah, obviously, unless my employer's watching, um, <laughs> obviously at some point, you know, you'd like for the band or for the podcast or for the radio shows to take over. Absolutely. That stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's why we know, do it. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, we're all in the same position, yeah, really, exactly. aren't we? Yeah. At the end of the day, Absolutely. I just I just can't sing, play drums, play guitar, or keys. But well, we, neither, neither yeah, but our parents can. Yeah, so, our parents. Yeah, my, you know, yeah, we, we've, can, yeah. I'll give you a few yeah. points. See what's yeah. going on. No, no. Drums. No. And, uh, dr- right. So this is this has already come up, and it will continue. I think it's going to become a theme. My dad bought me two drum kits when I was younger. Two. I feel, yeah. So he wanted me. I really feel like he wanted me to, you know, crack on with it. Um, but I never had a lesson. I just quite. I go around his at the weekends and bash the drums, and I get my fix, and that'll be it. But I never, never went for it. And I'm not saying I, you know, I think that would be the only way I could go. I don't feel, I, I don't feel that I'm inclined for a guitar or keys or anything. So like you that. weren't sort of disciplined enough with it. No, definitely not. No. I've actually no. got one up on you. I also had two drum kits, but I did take lessons for two years. Ooh. There you so, go. Wow, here <laughs> maybe we go. Maybe we should have a drum off. Oh, I was just going to say that, that should be a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get Alex to judge. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. One minute on the drum each for both of these. He, he said that your um, was it Carmageddon had a, a funny uh, time beat for drums. Is it four two yeah. or two four? Two four, yeah. Two four, person, yeah. something like that. Yeah, because I remember him saying on positive new music releases about how if he was in the indie school of rock, the <laughs> I always have fun themes for my shows. Um, but yeah, if he was in the indie school of rock, that would be one of his lesson subjects. Mm. So he would do like funny off time uh, drum beats. Mm. So I think he should come in and do a lesson for both of us. Yeah, that would be and good. Then we'll know how to do these funky time Manish, beats. Manish, sort it out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get a couple of drum kits in here easily. Oh, I don't know about that. Might have to do it in the pub. Well, some of the mini ones. <laughs> yeah. Or get it t- you can get the pads down, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not yeah. as fun. That was my second drum yeah. kit. It's not as good as oh, really? the acoustic Yeah, because you've got to use all limbs, right? That's yeah, the thing. I, like, I do not understand how Alex can do what he does because he's using both his legs and both his arms in all sort of different, different patterns different yeah. patterns it's insane he doesn't do yeah. backing vocals as well does he I've seen some drummers do that and I just think how, is he, how are you concentrating on that as well yeah I don't know. But, you know have you ever seen Roger Taylor sing I'm in love with my car by Queen no really was he sing that you gotta watch that interesting that amazing yeah because he sings as well he's got a fantastic voice so all of the high bits in Galileo, yeah. without being next to the mic. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Terrible, terrible. Um, but <laughs> you're the singer. You can well, do exactly, that. Yeah. Off ten you out go. Ten. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Off you go. Off you go. Um, but yeah, he does all the high vocals in Queen. Wow. So very talented. Interesting. Very, yeah. very talented. So talking of making, when we were talking a minute ago about putting on your own events and or with promoters and stuff like that, you have got your own event coming up mm-hmm. on the 17th of June. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Indeed, we do, Matt. Um, it's the first independent gig we've ran for quite a while. Um, you know, I think we've put a lot of focus on just recording and like writing the best songs, but yeah. now it's time to sort of go out there and play mm-hmm. them to people. So, yeah, 17th of June, which is a Friday night, we're playing at the Shackwell Arms in Dalston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got two great bands also playing with us that night. We've got Stay Luna from Bristol mm-hmm. and Una Mars from Manchester as well. Oh, wow. um, so it's going to be a pumper of a night. Um, Pumper. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to unleash. Mm. 
It's gonna be good. You're gonna be there, aren't you, Matt? I'm gonna. Well, do you know what? Right? You've already. Why would you throw me under the bus like that? Absolutely, absolutely done me. Because it's unsigned, isn't it? I would love to be there. For the record, as you guys both know, and Hamish knows, because I've already spoken to him, I would love to be there. But I'm, I'm away. I won't say unfortunately because my family will get annoyed at me. But I'm away, so unfortunately I can't be. Well, Lizzie will be there. Yeah, Lizzie will be there. Yeah, I'll rep the team. The favourite. Got the real fans there. How did you guys select the support then for that? So if you guys are obviously headlining it, you're sorting it all out yourselves, mm. you've done the deal with the venue, I imagine. So how have you selected the support for the night? Um, so we, we, we've we recorded with a, a studio up in St. Helens uh, called Sugar House. And there are a group of uh, bands that go there quite regularly to record songs with Sugar House. Um, and we've just, we've always wanted to kind of put on a night where we get a load of them in a room because yeah. it seems to be like a good group of bands there. They're all very, very talented, release great music. Um, they, they just, they have a way up there to just create these incredible tunes with these bands. Hmm. Um, and we've been fortunate to work with them over the years on a lot of our tracks. Um, and yeah, we were just looking for support acts for Shacklewell and we just thought, why not let's, we've always spoken about getting a load of sugar house bands in a room. We've thought, why not let's just use this as an op opportunity? Yeah. And also like the fact that, you know, we haven't gigged outside of London and Essex. Mm -hmm. So we thought, you know, why don't we contact these two like decent bands and you know also like understand when they have a gig in manchester or bristol would there mm. be an opportunity for us to also come and Jump play on. down mm. their ends as well yeah. um so yeah that's sort of reasoning behind it but um yeah they're pretty decent yeah good lads yeah, yeah i'm looking forward to it yeah man if there were any bands that were like really you know they were fans of you for instance and mm. they hit you up on your dms on instagram and said i want to be your support band what would you say would you consider them yeah absolutely i mean i I think it depends, right? If it's, a, if it's a hardcore metal band or, you know, someone that sounds like Steps, then probably not. What's wrong with Steps? Yeah, what's wrong with Steps? Well, you know, <laughs> talk about your guilty pleasures after the podcast, Matt. <laughs> but um, I think it depends on, like, if we feel like the, peop the people that come to our gig would also enjoy it. Yeah, if they're a good fit. Yeah, yeah. if they're a good fit, you know. Um, but, yeah, interestingly, we had someone DM us this week that are, that are sort of looking for a gig in London that are from L.A., and yeah. they, were like, they were like, well, if you ever happen to be in the area in L.A., <laughs> then, uh, you know, we'll host you. I was like, well, if you want to play for our plane tickets, then fair enough. We've had a few people reach out to us and say, like, oh, we're fans of bands and yeah. everything. Like, uh, we're from, like, we had a band reach out to us from, like, Brighton and Cambridge and mm -hmm. everything. So I think, yeah. like, we're keeping in the loop of them to try and arrange something in the future. So, yeah, it's not something we completely disregard. Like, it's, it's really nice to get those messages in the first place just to mm. say, like, oh, I'm a fan of the band and everything. I mean, ultimately, more gigs the better, right? Because, yeah. you know, you're then, you know, sort of sharing the community of their fan base, they're sharing the community of our fan base, yeah. and then, you know, it's, you know... It's all good from there. Mm. It's all about helping each other out, isn't yeah, it? We've discussed absolutely. this, and it's a case of trying to help it, all of us help each other out. If that's band to band or venues or us, people like us who are presenting and trying to you know, make a name for ourselves as well. It's all about helping each other out. And absolutely. I think that absolutely. if the bands are all helping it, because I can imagine there's some bands that are potentially quite competitive, or have you found that everyone's pretty cool and everyone's just aiming at the same thing? I mean, there's definitely been gigs we've gone to and we've seen bands who are like, you lot of wankers. Oh, really? Um, but half the time, you know... The bands we play with have been brilliant, and, right? And they're good. Um, you will always come across acts who think they've made it. 
yeah. like oh. at, at, at an age and at a stage where like hardly anyone knows them. That's a normal thing. I think people sort of like get like a little glimpse of they might get like a little result or a little glimpse of something, and they yeah. think, okay, that's it. I'm done. Like I can be whatever I want. I can ask for all green M and M's in my. Uh, green room and everything that's the second time that's been mentioned on this podcast and it's the second episode someone mentioned about blue M&M's and oh, right. yeah. I'm not original the rare ones, I'm not original the blue ones they're the yeah, ones really. that make you go wild yeah I'm just, they should just sell packs of them shouldn't they, yeah. like clubs, shouldn't they? I think they I took the good M&Ms. stuff out of them yeah probably mm. did yeah I've realised I'm not original then. That's Sorry. No, 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 no. You just I, called him out go there. Home, Sean. You've put me in my Meaning. place and I'm happy about it. <laughs> put your jacket back on. <laughs> Where is it? Right, I was going to ask you guys one thing. It's, it might not be the most entertaining question in the world, but I was interested to know there's so many bands out there that um, are probably trying to achieve what you guys are doing, putting on your own events and releasing like your music and that. You guys have got your Instagram verification as well. How, how did that come about? How is that something that... Only the best. I was going to no. say that's guarded secret. That is. Um, is it like the black card of Nando's? I don't really. I think so. I, I think things just happen sometimes. Callum, if we say anything that, yeah, shut yeah, up, Sean. We, we we go away for a long time. <laughs> The police, the police, the police just want us to secrecy. Yeah. On, all on the other bands that are watching, they're all going to have the green tick. Is it green tick or blue tick? Blue tick. I'm going to start I my own green tick. I woke up one morning and it was there. I was like, brilliant. Someone's like, you've got a blue tick. I was like, we don't know how. You don't know how? We literally just woke up and it happened. Oh, fair enough. I get like junk mail email saying, verify your account now. I'm like, I don't think I've got enough people following me yet to be able to get that done. Hey, 100 quid and we'll make it happen. It's funny as well. Like, I think you see, I remember when. Uh, not comparing us at all and it'd be a very fucking weird comparison but I remember when like Simon Cowell got Twitter he had like no followers and then mm. all, all of a sudden he just got a blue tick mm. right yeah so it's not based on the amount of followers um, I think it's based off credibility like I think if there's enough sources online yeah, to like verify who links you are and stuff so like think, that maybe yeah, exactly like SEO basically so if there's enough like articles out there saying oh this is who you are mm. and there's like links back to your Instagram yeah. right. then they sort of like track that and they can go say okay this is I mean it's a are. bit of a guessing game isn't it yeah. but yeah God knows why they picked us. I know. Yeah. Thank God they did. <laughs> yeah. Has true. it opened doors that or is that something that I mean it's uh, one of those things we just don't know <laughs> oh, because right. like you know, if someone DMs us, they're not going to be like, oh, uh, dear, you know, dear Sean at Ocean Floors, the reason that we're, you know, messaging you right now is because of the blue tick that we saw yeah. in your profile. Do you know what I have yeah. noticed, though, is that in our Instagram DMs, we've been getting, like, a lot more, like, partnership asks. Like, a lot of people come to us saying, I'm a rep for so-and-so mm. brand. We want you to wear our clothes or our jewellery and everything. What, have what? you ever done that yet? Absolutely what, not. What no. sponsor would Are you? you not going I really to... want to, though. Why not? They'll pay stuff. you. Yeah. What sponsor would you absolutely drop your pants for? Christ, where do I start? Um, <laughs> Doritos or something would be a good bomb, wouldn't it? Doritos would be fantastic. I don't know, just like Domino's. What about you? Beyond Meat would be good. Beyond Meat yeah. would be great. Beyond Meat, what's that? I, Wicked Ki- what? I had Wicked Kitchen what's the that? other day. It's like, earlier, not the uh, Beyond Kitchen. Burgers. Like the um, the plant based. Plant based, yeah. yeah. Plant based oh, burgers. Plant based. Okay. have to shop again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I Never have to pay what for a table. Or beers. What would you do? Yeah. Uh, let me think. Beaver Town Brewery would be quite good. Don't mind a bit of that. Mm. Fair enough. Was that biz? Yeah. Or Pirate Studios. We get free rehearsal time. Yeah. Yeah. I realise we just plug in loads yeah. of brands. <laughs> we we sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> Pampers. Pam- Pampers? Are you dropping the fact that... It's for Sean. Okay. That's for Hamish. Even. That's for Hamish, yeah, yeah sure. Is oh, that news? They've got to get their band members right, so... Yeah. So if Pampers <laughs> dropped into your DMs tomorrow and said, wear a big nappy for me, 
you'd say yes. Absolutely. I don't, I don't I, think, I think, I think you'd do that anyway. I, I don't think you'd be pampered. We, we've seen Sean, you know, wear more outrageous things. I would never have to use a public restroom in my life ever again. Yeah. That wouldn't be you might possible. be wearing one right now. It might not be, but you get used to it. Just don't do it on this. Yeah. You're going right now. <laughs> Someone else has got to sit on yeah. that stool next week, you know. <laughs> I'm having technical difficulties over here. I'm not too sure what it is, but what we'll do... Have you tried uh, turning it off and turning it back on again? Right <laughs> I'm going to do that right now. But what we'll do, we'll wrap up this section and then we'll go into the third section after the break, yeah? Fantastic. Sweet. Good. Join us in the next section. Unsigned with Matt Wary. If you're an unsigned artist, then go to our website, tell us a bit about yourself, upload your track, and you could feature on Unsigned with Matt Wary. Unsigned with Matt Wary. Right, we're back with Ocean Floors. Hello. Oh, I didn't do it. Great. That way. There we are. <laughs> we're at that time. You look, I can't hear it. You can't hear the clapping. It's a clap. It's wow. a big clap. Wow. Right, so welcome back. to so this is section three. Um, we want to sort of fire off some quick questions to you guys. Obviously, I'm not going to, like, you know, make sure you do it really quick, but, you know, quickish. Anything you say will be liable in court, Sean. Sure, sure. Anything will be used against me. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so... You can, you can do either review or can both agree on the same thing. But what has been your best gig so far? <sighs> and I don't think you'll be the one at the school. I think I'll beat you to the Sean. I think it comes down to two things. I think like performance-wise, mm. um, I'd almost say like the last gig we played at the Water Rats was almost flawless. Like It was the first time we played with pads and it was it introduced a load of new yep. things. Interesting, yeah. In terms of like overall sort of like performance, crowd... Um, Isle of situation, final. the Isle of final, yeah. Yeah, we played a Battle of the Bands um, series of gigs and we got to the final at oh, cool. uh, Dingwalls in Camden. Yeah. And yeah, we were so energetic for that gig and I filled up with emotion and there's one song we played and we got everyone to get their phone lights out and oh, I remember just looking at you and I was just like, what the I fuck? couldn't believe it. It was, yeah. 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 yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, didn't get to the Isle of Wight. Um, was that for last year? Yeah. Uh, no, it was, was like 2019. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. flies, eh? Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, the majority of the room was, was for us, though. So. Yeah, we got like 150 people down, and oh, people, wow, it's quite people had signs and people on people's shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was great. Yeah. yeah. What was one of the signs? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. <laughs> All right. What was the, what's the worst gig you guys have done? Oh, so we know. Yeah, we know exactly. You've got this saved on your laptop with a password. Wow, that's really good knowledge. You know, that's that's kind of like, freaky. I've, that's I've, like Nardvar volley. I've, yeah, I've, that, I've that, snapped that, your that phone is, yeah. lines. I know. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I've seen the. Do you know the password? Oh, do I, know, do I know the password? That's a good question. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, the worst gig we ever played was um, we were doing the Christmas lights opening for. Shenfield in Essex. Yeah, um, yeah. We were like, what, oh. 2012? We would have been... It was when we won Ocean 10 years Wars. ago. Yeah. What were you then? The Shermans. Shermans. Oh, right. Okay. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was, was like, it was like sub-zero temperature. Um, oh, Sean, I think you, you told you see, me about You this. see Sean in, in like, you could basically any of his like skinks, he had like fucking like bubble hat on, gloves on. I had a hand warmer, like ready to go, like in between songs. Right. So I'd go like to my amp, Hold it for a few seconds. Go back. <laughs> yeah, and there was like we we, we ended up like playing a song. Um, I think I wasn't even really involved in like the songwriting process as well. Then, so like, all the songs weren't really registered to the key I sang. I like, right. really singing, and I remember like 
we played this song which was sort of half done and the way I, like it got to the boy, the, the chorus and I was like it's the end of the line and I was and I was just like fucking out I saw my mum like hiding behind a bush like off the high street <laughs> I was like fuck it, fucking hell my dad um, usually like records all the gigs yeah that um, one got thrown in the fire. That uh, yeah. No, you've got uh, it. No, I've got it. Yeah. And what makes you go back and watch that gig? Well, like, what get, mood do you have I'm, to be in? A few beers and a pizza around Alex's. The, yeah, I, I I don't often say this to people, but I'm I, I'm masochistic, so I like to go back and and watch that and yeah, punish yourself, punish yeah. myself, yeah. Well, let's hope you don't have one any worse than that, because otherwise it'll be replaced. <laughs> no, it's, think, it's all it's been up from there. Thankfully, yeah, yeah exactly. Can't yeah. get any lower. I like you can't get any lower. Okay, so we've done your worst gig. Could you recommend an artist, like an unsigned artist, or maybe a signed artist, but an artist that you guys would recommend to the watchers and listeners of this podcast? That's a great question. Go on, Sean. No, go on, Callum. Go on, Sean. Go on, Callum. Go on, Sean. You were literally just talking like... Oh. Yeah, so, <laughs> so there's, a, there's a band that I've got a lot of respect for that um, has really shown that the DIY independent route um, is really possible. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of bands get very... Um, like tunnel vision about getting a label yeah um and there's a band called death of guitar pop which are um an independent ska band mm-hmm. um and they're fucking quality and yeah. you know they're two musicians that were in separate bands um that ended up sort of coming together and you know they've sort of funded it all themselves uh, and they 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 did pretty well with their last mm-hmm. album um they got into the top 40 oh, wow. in the charts uh might have even been better than that um but yeah they're sort of climbing 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 they're, they're now on an arena tour with the jewelers oh wow um and yeah their, their tunes are really really good um so i'd, I'd recommend giving death of guitar pop a, a whirl i'd probably echo that like i i think if any unsigned act really deserves the like, credibility that they they should have is death of guitar pop like that they deserve all, all the sort of like honors and, and and everything that comes their way like they yeah yeah um, I'm trying to think of more. Where are you, Lizzie? Have you got anyone that you've got on top of your head that you'd recommend? Oh, I've got so many. I've got so many. That's so mean. Pick your favourite. Well. <laughs> Ocean floors. They're oh, in front of me right there now. There we go. There we go. What about you, Matt? Uh, I, I've said a couple of times actually on the last pods. I've really been enjoying listening to the Great Leslie. Like they're a band that. Yeah, Ollie Travers, <laughs> Ollie the Travers, great Leslie, yeah. his voice. I've uh, I've, I've enjoyed fantastic. listening to them, and I also I actually got called out by the guests of next next week because I said this last week. I was like, oh, I really like listening to to Ollie and that. And uh, I was on the phone to Downtown City Gardens during the week, and they were like, oh, what are you going to say us? So there you go. There's your shout out, Downtown City Gardens. <laughs> um, they're coming on the podcast next week, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, who would you most like to support? So not um, that can be like anyone. Well, let's go past or present dead or alive whatever who would you most like to support at a gig so are we are we sort of answering this question in terms of you know sound wise who'd be a great fit or who's our who's that hero yeah dream act yeah um or both i'll say that's a separate question yeah Yeah. i feel like it is uh i I feel like it probably has to be an artist that you wouldn't get the opportunity to see now Mm -hmm. um well, we're, talk- we're listening to back to your um, Glastonbury show that you presented. When was that when you presented that? That was, that must have been probably about six weeks ago, I think my Glastonbury show came out. Because a lot I of think. the artists on there were saying that they'd like to perform with Paul McCartney, weren't they? Yeah. So that would be like yeah. their dream act. So what would be yours? That would be pretty cool. I think, I, I have this feeling that the Beatles wouldn't actually be great live. 
but I feel like Wings would actually be great. But I'm not going to say I want to support Wings. I'd probably go Arctic Monkeys mm. just because I'd so enjoy imagine being on tour and yeah. getting to listen to that set every single night. Mm. I don't think it would get boring. That, yeah, it's my answer as well, but I'd probably just be a, a little bit different. I'd probably say, I'd probably say the Strokes. Mm. Also, the Streets as well. Yeah, for me. Were you Fratelli's fans? Did I did like the Fratelli's when I was younger. Yeah, that would be a cool band to support. That would be. There's yeah. a lot of those bands from like the mid 2000s that would be great to support. Like, like Orson. Like Orson, <laughs> sadly. Isn't that kind of when like indie sort of really first materialised? Yeah, sort I mean, around that. I feel like it was a bit of a resurgence. Like, I feel like the Strokes, like in like 2001, like were like this is indie, and then like a few years later, then you had the Libertines, mm. and then you had like Franz Ferdinand, um, the Killers, yeah, Kasabian, it, yeah. yeah. That was sort of like the resurgence. I feel. Yeah, and then you sort of had like more guitar bands come out in mid to, to late. You had like Hardfly. Arctic Monkeys. You had Cortinas, yeah, Block Party, the Kooks. Um, Definitely a scene, wasn't there? Much, yeah. I feel like much more than there is now. I feel like Sam Fender's the, the the person that's flying the flag at the moment for guitar music. Independently, though, there's loads of bands. I'm getting so gotcha, many bands, yeah, yeah. similar to you, I imagine. You're getting so many bands coming through, not the ranks, but coming through into unsigned and independent shows. Loads mm. of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More so than probably solo artists, I'd say, at the moment for me. I really like Lotus Bliss as well. They're oh, fantastic. Okay. And I caught them live at One Ten Above. Have you heard of One Ten Above Festival? No. Yeah. That is a very, very good. It's very indie based. So I'd mm. definitely recommend if, if you're repping yourself, then definitely applying for okay. that next year. Yeah. But Lotus Bliss, they were just as good live because I saw them live. I was so lucky. And they were just as good live as, you know, listening Amazing. to wow. them okay. on Spotify. Very, very good. I'll have to give them a listen. Yeah. Next question for you. That was loud, wasn't it? Next question for you is who would you most like to... I know you've got an event coming up, right? And obviously you want the bands that are supporting you to support you. However, who would you most like to support you? Oh. Yes, that's that's a really tough one. Because I'm thinking like, you know, it can't be up too much. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> this is supposed to be quick may, fire, lads. May, may, <laughs> maybe, maybe the Shermans. So, like the shit version of Ocean Floors that we once were. That'd be quite interesting. We play all our early catalogue. Yeah, and support ourselves. Yeah, we warm up the acts. Most of the crowd leaves by the end because they're just outraged, and <laughs> yeah. then we come back on. Yeah, yeah, as Ocean Floors. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would actually be really cool. That'd be trippy. Like Inception. If we could actually go back and like be our like nineteen-year-old selves playing those tracks. <laughs> And then come out as 26, 27-year-olds playing the new stuff. Yeah, that would I'm be sure quite weird. I'm sure that could probably happen. Well, I know ABBA's yeah. kind of doing that. Exactly. We yeah. need to get on the ABBA technology. But yeah. we, we don't yeah. have ABBA money. But, but that would be holograms. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> See what I did there? You're going to release your next single as an NFT. That would be fantastic. Oh, you going? Matt loves this NFTs. Again, quite a good idea. Don't you, Matt? You love NFTs. I don't, I'm old. I don't understand them. <laughs> I don't because you don't understand it. them doesn't mean you can't. You, you need to still jump on the bandwagon. This is why you're involved with the podcast to help me sort this <laughs> yeah. shit out. Yeah. I've got a clue about it. <laughs> Do you know anything about NFTs? I know the very basics about NFTs. Um, I know they're severely overpriced, <laughs> a waste of money, and probably um, money laundering. I don't want to get involved. So we'll anymore. watch this back in ten years' <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. We'll watch the younger version of yourself <laughs> yeah, saying yeah, exactly, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be great. <laughs> What is, have you yet had, or what will be your made it moment? So you, like you mentioned earlier about 
doing your gig and then everyone ho- holding the phone up and having the torches on and stuff. Yeah. Have you got another moment like that would be like, well, we're actually doing quite well here? I, I feel like it's probably going to like be quite personal in terms of like, the answers that yeah, we get definitely. here. But, you know, I remember when we played at Sean Hamish's school and I remember thinking, imagine getting played on Radio X and that's happened. But mm. I don't think like we were even on the sort of, you know, I guess tip of the iceberg really. I think I feel like... For me, it would probably mean playing a mainstream festival mm-hmm. and people knowing who Ocean Floors are in a conversation in a pub. Mm. Right. That's mm. the made it moment for me. Yeah. I think mine, I think this is a really stereotypical answer for a lot of indie bands and I right. guess guys my age who kind of grew up um, with video games, but I would love it if our song got onto FIFA. That is a oh, great Oh, do you know what? That'd be cool. Although it's not FIFA anymore, is it? Did no, you they're changing it to EA they're Sports cha- FC. Yeah, the oh, FIFA and EA Sports aren't working together anymore. Yeah. It's such a shame. Do you think it would turn into like Pro Evo of like... Oh, no, I don't want to get... <laughs> maybe, We've maybe got that... two more years to get onto FIFA. We can do it. Oh, is that when that oh, the contract that's runs when it out? Is. Yeah. Oh, We've got okay. two more years to do it. I have given up with FIFA now. I'm crap at defending on this one. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm shit. I remember I played as like Real Madrid and one of my mates played as I don't know, Accrington Stanley and I got done like 10 nil. <laughs> right. What it would be your ultimate festival or venue to play in? Your top one. Hmm. I was, uh, gone. No, I <laughs> gone. I feel like a lot of people would, would say like Glastonbury is, is like mm-hmm. the number one. I th- See, I don't know. Like I've been to so many venues over the years and seen so many acts in them that I feel like there'll be too many venues in and around London that I'd be like, oh, I want to play there because I saw so-and-so there. Yeah. Like yeah. someone like Brixton Academy. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say yeah. because I've, I've been to a, f- a few venues in London where I feel like the sound is shit. Mm. So like Ali Pali and the O2, they're like like marvellous venues, but I yeah. feel like the sound qualities are so quiet generally. Right. But Brixton Academy, Electric Brixton... I've always liked Shepherd's Bush. Shepherd's Bush is good. Yeah, I've been there before. And yeah, I think like just to, hear, just to hear the sound of like, you know the band mm. in a venue like that would you know would be incredible you know so um mm. yeah I'd probably go for one of them yeah fair enough good answers we had um download last week admission said download festival okay, download. Yeah. So, yeah, where so. where is that even held it's like the midlands is it? isn't it yeah what would be your advice for upcoming artists well, you, i'm pretty sure you said this already but let's reiterate the point i feel like yeah don't don't be afraid just to be yourself and, you know, have a bit of a laugh. Mm. Like there's a lot of people that want to take themselves seriously because they want it to work. But when you sort of, you know, drop it a bit and you just like, I don't care. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what sort of comes across in the best way, to be honest. I know like from a songwriting perspective, I definitely would say listen to as much different music as possible. Because Mm. I feel like a lot, especially when I was younger, I used to listen to quite a lot of the same music and I used to, write what i was hearing um uh, and it's only until i started venturing out into different genres yeah um i started sort of like really experimenting with different sounds and different instruments so i definitely think like if you want to try and be a bit more original um and sort of like not be like the rest of the artists around you listen to as many different artists genres as you can because there is no limits where you'll pull inspiration from and, and i think like last thing like on this is that don't get i feel like getting proud over your instrument is the worst thing you could ever do mm. because it doesn't allow you to grow. So, you know, there's recently like on Keep It Cool, that's like synth bassy here. I don't think I played an instrument on that song. Mm-hmm. But if you've had some level of input into the creativity process, 
then you know you're helping to create that song, right? Rather than saying I'm the bass, I must play a ba- right. you know, bass on it. And I feel like you just absolutely pigeonhole yourself with that mentality. Serve the song, yeah, exactly. You know, always, and it's the same with like you know Hamish stepping up to vocals. You know, I could have got very like you know Liam Gallagher about that and be like, fucking, no, I'm not sure about that, mate. But you great know, great accent. But you know, you, you've got to be open minded yeah. to try new things and you know understand what the reception is. And you know, it's a fucking great decision. You know, so yeah. 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 When you're talking about listening to lots of genres, so you, you're 26, 27, you say? 26, yeah. 26. So what were you listening back to then when you were like in your teens? When I was in my teens, I was just basically listening to Arsip Monkey, Strokes, Oasis, The Beatles, like all the classic indie stuff that a lot of teenagers listen to. Yeah. Um, I guess now, like I've de- I've delved into like hip-hop, blues, jazz, um, even like country. I listen to quite a lot of pop yeah. at the minute. So... I think you kind of need to. I think it's so healthy to sort of like understand what's going on around the industry, mm-hmm. what's being released and what people are doing because there are so many different genres out there, so many different artists who are being like quite um, influential and innovative in mm-hmm. the recordings that you think, oh, wow, I've never quite heard something like that. And you bring it into your own music. So, yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. I absolutely agree with that, yeah. I think when, because I'm a bit older than you guys, as, uh, as I think we've established, but I used to, oh. love, I used to love a bit of new metal, me. New wow. metal, love Limp a little Biscuit bit of new metal. Everything. Yeah, Limp yeah. Bizkit, Linkin Limp Park, Biscuit. like all them lot. I used to love that, even a bit of Papa Roach and stuff. <laughs> but I love eighties as well, so I was never pigeonholing myself into a certain genre. Yeah, yeah. just don't. And I love, I don't, I like dubstep as well. Yeah, I do like the comeback the Limp Bizkit's done. Yeah, yeah, I do like it. I, I just uh, we were talking about his uh, hot dog and uh, what is it? Hot? Oh, it's a hot dog and chocolate starfish or something. What? Yeah, no, no, the name of his album. It was. That, it was oh, hang on. Chocolate starfish in hot dog flavored water. Yeah, that is that, su- that sounds like a David Bowie like yeah. cut up, like write loads of words, cut them up, put them in a hat, and then rearrange them. It means something. I won't go into it on this, but yeah, it, that's the name of that album. And I, I, I played that album back to back because I also when I was that age, I quite like wrestling as well. And all of his songs seem to be on the wrestling. We would have, <laughs> we we would have been best friends as kids, I think. <laughs> yeah, but I would have been well, eight years now. older. Than yeah, not yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, not fuck now. You, Absolutely Matt. not. Right. So, what's the worst of that you guys have had so far like if that's from a promoter if that's from <laughs> a potential label whatever what's the worst advice you guys have had um in a way play as many gigs as as you can mm. because uh you get fucking ripped off yeah you know um and i think like the, the the best thing that we've done is you know grab the ball by the horns and like you know start to arrange with venues independently mm-hmm. um because i feel like the days of promoters going out there to bring people to your your own gigs mm. Is, is it doesn't doesn't exist anymore no. um so i feel like that's you know be wary in terms of the opportunities that you take um because it is a give and take thing you know of course it is yeah i'd probably say don't go running towards all of the people all the self-proclaimed like music industry people that come towards you mm-hmm. um there's a lot of people out there who sort of like try and like rip you off and screw you over just because they see like a a young um naive band who haven't really been through any experiences they don't know what people are capable of and they don't know like the people out there looking to take advantage of them yeah it's um, so awful it is awful so like awful. we i mean with access to data now you have bands like everything everything that you know they do everything independently mm. so in a way the label could be it could be argued that they're obsolete in in some it's, in some aspects. It, it's slowly going towards the thing of the past the label, mm, right? It is. Like bands are really now undertaking every aspect of the label mm-hmm. from obviously like we do the the songwriting the actual yeah. recording process to um, emailing to creating databases to being 
content creators, like we do everything. Yeah. So like it's slowly, yeah, it's a lot of hard work, but we keep yeah. our integrity. Mm, it's in the hands of you. I, yeah. I did an interview with some experts, one of the, which used to work for Sony Music. He was quite high up there, called mm. Charlie Rapino, and he literally agreed. And he said it used to be in the hands of the labels back in you know the seventies, eighties. Nowadays, you know, especially if you're self-producing, you can mm. do it all yourself, and yeah. you are self-marketing, and it's a lot of hard work. Mm. I mean, Christ! But the payoff is huge. But the yeah. payoff is huge, yeah. and you've got that power within you. So yeah, and you're not in debt to these labels. You own everything, it. yeah. You own everything, yeah. It's like you talking yeah. about those events earlier, like get bring a hundred people or whatever, and you <laughs> only get X amount of money in. It's like, yeah. I mean, I'm running, I'm starting to run events for unsigned, and we're trying to get. I'm trying to do it the right way. I mentioned it last week as well. Trying to do it the right way so that we're getting the artists a bit of a leg up, hopefully, to try and get them a new audience as, as being on unsigned. But also for me, it's a, not. I don't want to use the word promoter because I'm. It's not that. It's about the brand, but it's a case of trying to understand how to do it the right way. Mm. Yeah, because I, I think sometimes, like, you know, it's very easy for someone to be like, oh, you know, could you play at our event? Mm. And it's like, you know, we have to practice for that, which is money out of our pocket to go yeah. and, to, to, you know, to go and do that. Um, and if it's any other profession, like, you know, I want to, you know, I want a wall made outside my house. It's mm. like, well, you know, you, you know, you need to sort of give something for the magic to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, I think you two... We'll take free beers, you know. But, you free know. beers, that's fine. We're doing videos and mixing of the, the audio tracks on the night, so that's what we're sort of trying to do because then that we can use it on the radio show, we can use it on the podcast, put it on YouTube and all that. So it's all part of the whole unsigned brand. But you guys were quite sensible with it when I spoke to... I can't remember who it was in the band, probably, probably Hamish, mm -hmm. but I said about, oh, would you guys be interested in doing a gig like in Chelmsford or Southend over the next few, like, you know, next few months or whatever? And you were like, really honest and said, look, We've got our own gig coming up on the 17th of June. Yep. We're really trying to push that. I don't think we'll be able to try and drag people in two different directions, which is absolutely fair enough. But it's also, you know, to help you, and it's like managing, I guess, like expectations, yeah. because yeah. We, would, we wouldn't want to do a, a gig for you. half mm. uh, Or for anyone, yeah. and know that, you know, if, if we have a gig of the week a week later, yeah. it's not going to be beneficial for both of us you know yeah. you're probably better to have one packed out gig and oh, you exactly. know yeah. get all your friends all your family everyone's come to one rather than trying to split them across absolutely two. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. yeah i think that comes to again helping each other out being honest with each other in the industry because we've all we're all in it we're all in this trying to build th something if that's you guys are the band if that's us presenting if that's the unsigned brand whatever we're all trying to build something so it's about having that honesty and open relationship and having that transparency between all of us every band that's involved with unsigned every band that's involved with your show because i think at that point you then you gain trust and then you will help each other out along yeah. the way yeah absolutely yeah. Yes. <laughs> Good response, everyone. Thank you. You're preaching to the converted. Yeah. <laughs> yes, from the black shirt crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to mention, actually, this is um, from So Happy in Town. It, uh, Susie Weaver, who is the founder of that, they do a lot of work with My Black Dog Mental Health Charity. So go and give them a look up on the social, So Happy in Town. This is where this T-shirt is from. And, uh, yeah, and My Black Dog is also a fantastic organisation as well. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about, want to plug or anything like that? Obviously, let's reiterate your event on the 17th. Oh, go on, Sean. I did the first round. Sure. Go on in. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a dramatic pause. It was, yeah. Uh, we're playing a venue in Dawson called the Shacklewell Arms on the 17th of June. Um, we are supported by two fantastic bands called Uno Miles and Stay Luna. Um, tickets are available now, very limited 
left. Mm-hmm. Uh, via Dice. Via Dice. Um, you will have to download the app in order to access your tickets. Very easy to do. Very easy. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to the gig on the 17th. Yeah. Bring your party shoes. Yeah. And what's your Instagram? Because I know it's got the link on there. It is indeed. Our Instagram is at OceanFloorsUK. Floors is spelled F-L-A-W-S. Yeah, same goes for our TikTok. Trying to get big on that these days, aren't we? And Twitter. Yeah, and Facebook. Yeah, It's all it's all very difficult, isn't it, all that stuff? Because it's like with, with Instagram and Facebook, they link a bit, don't they? You yeah. can do it via the meta yeah. thing. Yeah, meta, yeah. And you can do it well, via Zuckerberg that. Zuckerberg just bought everything, hasn't he? So. Yes. And yeah, WhatsApp. Have you noticed on WhatsApp now? You can like react to what someone says. Yeah. On yeah. Well, yeah, I've been waiting for that for, well, for ages. So yeah, by Facebook and everything. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I like to the band. I'm like, you know, could we do 10 a.m. practice next Sunday? It's like, thumbs if you could up. just thumbs up, up it, that'd yeah. be great. How times Yeah, exactly, yeah. Is there anything you would like to plug? Do you want to plug your show? Um, yeah, sure. Don't have to. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's your thing, isn't well, it? It's, it's all about like helping each other. Like it's, bad, it's, it's all, it's all well, about it's things. All. Yeah, no, so if you're interested in listening to lots of new music releases, then I am Positive New Music Releases with Lizzie Romaine, and it's on Thursdays, 1 until 3 p.m. on Haze FM 91.8. And my website, if you want to catch it through there, is just www.lizzyromaine.co.uk, and you can listen to all the shows on there. I've got the Spotify playlist. I update that on a two-weekly basis. And yeah, it's just got all the socials on there. You can also email me if you're a new emerging artist and you want to be played on the show, then just send me an email and I'd love to get you on. Sounds like a winner. Yeah, yeah. very good. <laughs> well, there you go. So we have also got our Patreon that is now live. You guys can sign up to that. You'll get early access to these episodes. You'll also get exclusive tickets when we are doing events. And we've got some uh, videos coming from the events that we've done in Chelmsford and Southend, which by the time this goes out would have happened. So hopefully that went well. Um, so you guys can sign up to Patreon and get that. Also, unsignedmusic.uk. If you're an unsigned band or artist and you want to get on your music on the radio, same as Lizzie, go to our website, unsignedmusic.uk, and you can get your music on there. What else? Just send it to both of us. Yeah, you do know, that. Send it to me, send it to Matt, and, and then, then we'll, we'll both play you, and there you can go. both come on here. And send it to us as well. We'll yeah. listen. Yeah, we'll <laughs> happily listen. We'll give you feedback. With them. Yeah. There you go. It's perfect. We all help each other. Yeah. Exactly. And if we've learned anything from this episode, is that we all help each other. Right. <laughs> Can't even do that. So. Fair enough. Thank you guys for coming in. Really, really appreciate it. And thank you you for co hosting. Thank you. And uh, yeah, good luck (laughs) with the Shackwell Arms on the 17th. Grazie. Good luck with Keep It Cool. Thank you very much. Mm. Out now on Spotify and all streaming platforms. Yeah. Done that before. Yeah. We we trained him well. (laughs) Next NFTs. There's just, there's little triggers. Give that up. (laughs) (laughs) Never, never. I know Matt probably doesn't want me to do this, but I did it before. We came on here and maybe embarrassed them a little bit, but Matt, on behalf of like all one signed artists and everything, like thank you for all and Lizzie as well. All, thank you for all the hard work that you two do and helping us and promoting us and trying to push us to spheres that we want to get into and trying to make our dreams come true. So yeah, yeah, yeah thank you. Honestly, it, really guys. it comes from a passionate place. Like we just want to help. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Cool. Glad you're digging. Yeah, yeah. thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, everyone, for watching, and we will see you on the next one where we're going to have Downtown City Gardens. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Unsigned with Matt Wary. Unsigned with Matt Wary.